0: Hey everyone, it's Anna J. Wollner with the bookish nut part of the author library network in partnership with creative edge publicity and today I am pleased to have with me author Christina Renzi Christina would you like to introduce yourself.
1: Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I'm so excited to be here. I am a multifaceted human as we all are, right? So my interests um, are in both fiction and nonfiction as well as coaching. So I am a multi-genre author, fiction and nonfiction. I primarily write thrillers and I'm working on my first um, nonfiction book on happiness studies. And I'm also a certified professional coach.
0: Wow. That is a lot. You have over 10 books as you said mainly thriller uh is is your uh genre that that you have the most in it would you say that that's your kind of your 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 sweet spot your happy place is is the thriller genre
1: yes absolutely the thriller <laughs> is my first love in fiction i do read um and i'm very interested in all other genres as you know an author we tend to read a lot right and all different stuff but writing I primarily write in thriller and I have multi genres within thriller. I can, I've write, written paranormal. I have some sci-fi, um, also domestic, um, domestic thrillers, which focus on relationships and family and things like that. So yeah, I've got all different stuff going on, but thriller is the main, the main genre, uh, in fiction that I, I love and, um, that I, you know, I primarily write in, I mean, who knows for the future, but that's for me in fiction right now.
0: Right. I was going to say the Unsold series is um, a series that incorporates paranormal elements, but at the heart of it, it's also a thriller as well. Uh, Is that uh, is that true? That's the um, that's the is that the only paranormal uh, series that you have?
1: So I have other. yes and to answer your question yes so thriller there are a lot of ways that you can kind of differentiate thriller from suspense from from mystery and certainly there's suspense in all stories even in romance to a certain extent because you want to keep people right. turning the pages right um but thriller right. is primarily about getting the bad guy it's a chase it's a fast pace um it's kind of like a cat and mouse and you um are trying to kind of get the bad guy that's or get, or get the bad stop the bad thing from happening Um, and you're preventing something, preventing a crime. I mean, there are crimes as well, but that's thrillers about that fast paced heart racing turn, you know, page turning. And that's what what gets me going when I'm writing and reading. Um, So yeah, I have paranormal choosing evil and breaking evil are in the insult series. Also paranormal are within twisted, which is a book of several stories. There are a couple in there that are paranormal as well. And then, um, you know, I currently I'm always working on multiple things and I'm currently finishing up a nonfiction, but I also have a fiction that I'm working on that'll also be a paranormal spin as well. So I, I tend to like the paranormal and I lean toward that. But I certainly also love um the domestic thrillers and I and I do love sci-fi too. I love it all.
0: In fact, the uh, the next your your newest release among us just released um and it is the uh it is a sci-fi a uh, fantasy fiction thriller can you tell us a little bit about that it includes government conspiracies and aliens and i mean it just sounds like a wild ride
1: yes it is it was so much fun to write so among us um, what is a story about, you know, it starts out as a simple story about a, um, a girl from New Jersey who's living a double life. She's, a, she's living her day as a conservative English professor at a private university. And at night, she's a blogger who blogs about aliens and government conspiracies and all of these things. And she ends up getting caught up in um, a government conspiracy unbeknownst to her. Um, she has a neighbor who's a retired general, and he decides to share some coveted classified information with her and it gets her on the radar of a, um, are a security agency that's after her. And so it's a, it's a battle for the truth to tell the truth. And obviously the government doesn't want her to tell the truth and they have their reasons for that. And so it becomes like a cat and mouse chase. It is fast paced. It's primarily, there are absolutely it's science fiction elements. If you like sci-fi, you'll love it. If you like government conspiracy, you'll love it. Um, oh, and check I to writing it because it was just so much fun to write. And actually I it's, I love watching those kinds of shows about um, freedom of information act and government documents that have been released to the public and then retracted and all these different analyses of what they actually could be. And so I used that information and research on that to craft a story of like, what if the stuff in these documents is true? What might that look like? That's kind of where it came from.
0: I think we, as authors, I mean, don't we always start out with the, the what if kind of, uh, the hypothesis behind the story i mean it could be anything that that we see and we're like what Mm -hmm. if you know the mouse could talk what if Um, you know, I, you know, you just have this thought and you were like, huh, what if that could actually happen? And then before you know it, then you've got an entire kind of outline in your, in your mind. And then that's whenever the fun part comes in. So I can already, I'm going to make an educated guess and please feel free to tell me if I'm wrong. You're a pantser. I am mostly a pantser. You know, what's funny
1: I am a left brainer. Well, I'm both. I mean, let's face it. We all are. We have a oh, left right. brain, right? So my left brain is my editor. My right brain is my creator, which happens in the morning. But yeah, what I, what I end up doing is I'm a very loose plotter. I have like a, I have a loose plot in my head that I, pretty much know like where I want the story to begin kind of where I want it to end right and some things that might happen in the middle but I let it go I let it go I call myself um I don't know if they call it like a planter, a planter. <laughs> yeah but I, I so I plant ideas and I like it because I plant ideas but then I let the story take me and a lot of stuff in this story actually the best stuff in the story the things that's that were most exciting I thought and most twists and turns which I love twists twists are my favorite in, yeah. in the middle and throughout and at the end the twists Um, came to me in moments of pantsing and just writing by the seat of my pants. That's what that is for for all the readers out there. And then of course plotting, everybody knows, right? You do an outline or whatever. I don't like to stick to, closely to a, to an outline but I do like to have some guide because I can get you know in circles and go off the rails too so I like to have some guidance but absolutely I let the story take me where it's gonna go and I follow it and see what happens and you know what I think that is was hard for me as an author and maybe hard for some other authors out there is that you forget you were the creator of the universe in your little writing world and so many times we get stuck to an idea we had or we get stuck to a plot point or we think like this has to happen for this to happen and that is not true. You are the creator, the master of your story, and you make the decisions. And I remember an awesome editor coach telling me one time, like, writing for you and writing for everybody is the art of making decisions. So when you're writing a story, it's all about you making decisions. It's none are right or wrong. You know, it's whatever decision you make, go down that road, you take that fork, you take that, you know, that fork, and you keep going, and then a story comes out. And we all do it differently, because we're all different.
0: Yeah, no. And I think that's one of the, you know, um, I can tell when an author, if, if you've been an author for if you've been writing for long enough and reading for long enough, you can tell whenever the author is just flying by the seat of their pants because you're being shocked. In all of these different ways, and you're like, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my! Wait, what the? Hey, how? Hold, slow down! <laughs> and and I, as as an author, can envision the other the author that wrote the story sitting there at the the you know the laptop or wh- wherever their their workspace is, and they're just furiously typing this part because totally. it is so fast paced, and you can tell that it's coming out. Mm-hmm so fast because you've been there yourself and it comes across on the page. It really, truly does.
1: It does. And it's also about being open to what comes to you and not stopping it. So I like to write in the, in the early morning, um, because I feel like my internal editor is asleep. Like they're not awake. My right brain is on. And so I also like a messy desk. Because I feel like when you have a messy desk, it for me the creative, the right brain comes out, and the right brain gets you the story. Now the left brain gets you the edits, gets you the cleanup, gets you the uh, craft being honed in on. Right. So when I'm left, when I'm editing my own story before it goes to a real editor um, I have to be in left brain mode. You know, I have to be in like, this is cleanup mode. This is delete mode. This is, just doesn't work mode. I go, I go in with that scrutinizing. eye, like all authors do, but when I'm in the creation mode, that's what it is. I have to actually open my mind and and body and everything up to what's going to come to me. And when I get stuck, I will literally look at the computer and go, what happens next? What's what happens? What does she say? What does he say? What happens? How are we going to fix this? I say it out loud because I'm opening myself up to whatever comes to me. When you start trying to figure it out too much and you get too analytical and scientific, don't
0: force it.
1: I get stuck and I get, and I end up writing something that doesn't work because I tried to fit it, you know, a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. Um, And every writer is different. So I can't say that wouldn't work for somebody else. But for me, I need to just put myself aside and let like a divine download happen. Just like what is happening? And it's really about, I already know the story in my head, but I haven't gotten, it hasn't gotten to the conscious part of my brain yet. So I'm letting it just come forward. Like what's going to happen? What's the right, th- what would you expect to happen? And now twist that a little bit. Cause you don't want it to be all expected
0: or predictable. Um, yeah.
1: Or but- predictable. And the, the, fu- the most fun part of among us wasn't just the story, but the characters, because I feel like this was an exercise for me in character development, because these characters were, I really put so much energy into them, not in building them ahead of time, but building them along the way and making sure they were three-dimensional and making sure they had backstories that were relatable. And there was really no one, um, you know, one antagonist. It was a series of antagonists that somewhere along the line in the story, if you read it, it shifts. The main antagonist obviously is like government versus the people, right? The protagonist is the people, the government is the antagonist, but yeah, it is fun to play with and to think what if, and also um, just to learn about yourself as a writer through the process, which we do with every story, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and being open, like you said, to those twists and turns are sometimes really beneficial because they'll take you places if you allow them to, to these fantastic twists that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of. But yes, I have the same issue. You know, I, I read uh, advice that some people say, you know, if you have writer's block, sit and force yourself to write something. And Mm -hmm. eventually it will like grease the wheels. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, ah, man, I just, I can't do that because I always end up going back and just tossing it out. I've never not once kept anything that didn't come to me organically. And Mm -hmm. so, because it just didn't feel authentic and it didn't Mm -hmm. come across as authentic. And it was very noticeable that it wasn't. My voice as an author, it was something contrived, mm-hmm. and, and I you don't have to like... know
1: how you work and what's right for you. And every... right. so, I think with like any advice in life, right? At all, right. Yeah. You look it in, you hear it, and you go, "Okay, maybe I'll try that." Okay, that didn't work for me. This works for me. And I think over time, especially as an author, you, you learn your way, and it's not that you don't ha- you can't try other ways, but you learn. I think who you are as an author. And I think the most beneficial thing in life is to know who you are as a human. Like, who am I? Like, I've had people Mm. ask me, oh, why don't you try this or that hobby? It's like, that's not for me. I know it. I mean, maybe 10 years ago, I wouldn't have known it. And I would have invested hours of my life in something just because I was like, oh, I should try this. I know who I am. And when you know who you are as a human and you know who you are as an author, it's a process of discovery over time. It doesn't happen overnight. You start to be picky with how you do things and it works because you know, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on this because that doesn't work for me and I can try it, but it's not going to work. And so people are just sharing what works for them. And I think, the awesome part of being like open to learning is that you are willing, like I am to hear how, what did you do? How did it work for you? And then I go, there's a nugget in there. That's awesome. And I'm going to try it. And sometimes it's just, it's not for you. And that's okay. It worked for them. You do what works for you. There's no right or wrong. You just do what works for you. Some people take three years to get a book out. Some people write a book a month. You know, I I used to feel bad and feel like jealous and like, I still, But that's not how I operate, and so I have to honor who I am and how I operate, and not compare myself to a different prolific writer and think I'm less than or not good enough or not as good because this is just my process. And you know what? It is what it is. I, I, you know, I'm not. Maybe one day I can get into a mindset where I'm writing faster, but for me right now, this is what works for me, and I have to honor that and acknowledge that. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. Agree with that. Um, advice is great, but if uh, if if it if you try and it doesn't work for you, don't feel like you've done something bad or you haven't. It, you know, it's supposed to work for me, and because it didn't, I'm not a good author. Eh, that's right. not the right mindset. That's not the right way to think. Every no. person in, as Christina said, even in life, you know, the way that you fold your towels is different for every person on the planet. Um, and the way that you vacuum and the way that you do the dishes, and it, it it all comes down to personality. And there's so much of your own personality in your writing style, if you really sit down and think about it, um, and your writing process that develops over time, that really is a part of who you are. And that's why you can give 10 people the same exact story plot and you will get 10 wildly different versions of the same story. And, um, you know, no one can write like, like you can, and no one can write like they can, and no one can write. You can only write like you. So that's
1: right. And and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think we get... We get trapped around failure and what should, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and what right. failure is or success. And I believe there's no such thing as failure in life. Failure is a learning experience. If I don't succeed at something and whatever my definition is, I learned something. Maybe I learned yep. that wasn't for me. Maybe yep. I learned... I'm better at, you know, X versus Z, you know, um, maybe, you know, so there are so many things to learn from failure. Yes. It hurts. Rejection hurts. Failure in our mind. It's only fair failure to us hurts human nature. We re reach, you know, reframe it. And we say like, Hey, I learned that wasn't for me. And you know what? You're as brave to try as you are to opt out. When you say, you know what, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to write this new thing. Like I feel like pushing into nonfiction is brave for me, but it's also I'm happy to do. I'm excited about it. It's comfortable, but it's different. So it's scary, but it's also brave if someone said, well, why don't you write romance? And I say, you know what? I'm brave enough and have enough courage to tell you I'm not a romance writer and I, I love my romance writer friends and I love my romance books, but that's not who I am and what I do best. So guess what? I'm going to let the people who do that best do that. And I do believe we have gifts and I also believe we can learn new things, but I think it's okay to let somebody else have a gift and not feel like less than because of it. You know, it's, and we all have these things to celebrate and we're not going to be good at every single thing in the world and that's okay, but you are good at something and whatever it is you're good at, figure it out and do it because the world needs it. The world, the world wants it.
0: And it, absolutely 110% agree. Uh, well, in, in with so many books that you, that you have written and now taking the leap into nonfiction. Um, what has been personally the best thing about being an author for you so far? So,
1: oh my gosh, I think (laughs) the best thing about being an author, you know, I would like on the surface, I could say, oh, it's so cool to have a book in my hand and see my name on Amazon. Like that's, you know, that's like ancillary to me. That's so cool. But what I think the best part is doing something I never thought I could do, being terrified, knowing I had a a learning curve and really being open to criticism and editing and learning. And then like, in my mind, getting it done, like writing the end, whether it's, you know, a number one New York times bestseller or no one bought a book, me getting to the end of a book, um, and writing the end and having a story complete that somebody else looked at and said, didn't say burn it. Cause I thought I should burn my books at times. Um, and I literally was like serious about it, but, um, you know, that's the best part because I feel like I got out of my comfort zone I put myself out there, no matter the outcome. And i that was all a growth and learning and development thing for me. Yeah, it's awesome to have a book in my hand. And a lot of times that's what motivates me to get done. It's like, I want that book in my hand because that's the physical representation of my hard work, right? Yeah. And my, but really, the joy is in the process. The joy is in the writing and the discovery and the... Um, the courage that I have to do something that I really tried to stop. I, I still try stopping myself from doing on a regular basis, I, but I have to push through. Um, so yeah, that's the best part about meeting an author. And also all the friends I've made, the amazing people I never would have met otherwise oh, that okay. I couldn't live without, best friends, um, communities online and in real life that are so important to me. And we share a common bond of understanding what it's like to tell stories Um, and try to do it for a living or for, you know, for even if it's a hobby, but like trying to do it for the public to make a reader happy. Um, Yeah, that kind of cool stuff. Like that's to me, like just the joy of being an author. I'm so, I honestly, it's very hard for, for me because I'm just, I'm a I'm one of those people that I I do work really hard, but I I have like a fear of success, which I think a lot of authors do. And we're always like comparing ourselves to others and like, like, what if that happens? I can't handle kind of thing. But I've learned to be so appreciative and be proud of myself, to truly be proud of myself for doing something that if you told me 20 years ago I was going to do, I would have laughed. And been I like, do. there's no way yeah. I am going out in the public and writing anything for anyone to read, and then I'm going to be on the, on like the internet. No way, uh, that is not my personality. I'm a private person. I'm an introvert. I have my close circle. I do my yep. thing. I keep my Edit. head down and I work right hard work. Put my head down. Go. So, but when I realized that stories can heal, stories can help, then I looked at it differently because I've always been a helper. I have my master's in counseling psychology. I, you know, I'm a certified professional coach. My personality, my heart is in helping. And when I realized that it's not just fiction, fiction is story, and story is is an awesome way to get through things in life. It's brought me through things. Um, and now with nonfiction, that I thought, you know, it's not just about my fiction stories. They're they're fun. It's about connecting with humans. And helping people feel good about themselves and also maybe helping them escape something that maybe they're going through that they don't want to have to deal with. And that story gets them out of it. So I reframed it and I'm like, you know what? It's so cool to be able to do that. And that made me like have the courage to write. I love that. You Get know, out even, of
0: my own way. <laughs> yeah, even just the act of writing itself for me has saved me a lot of times, whenever I'm not feeling my greatest, when I'm burnout, when I just I don't really want to be on social media or do marketing or do, you know, behind the scenes stuff, the business part of things, then I can sit down at the laptop and say, you know what, let's just dive into the where we left off and immerse yourself in writing this this story and living this world. And it really does help even us as authors to escape into our own worlds that we're creating. And if, and if, and if you readers, if you love it too, that's a, it's just a giant bonus.
1: bonus. Oh my gosh. And you know, you think about some people play golf, some people paint. Some people dance and sing. Some people are involved in other organizations or different kinds of hobbies. And not that it's, I'm not trying to say it's just a hobby for us. This is a lifestyle, but this is the thing, whether you want to call it a profession or a hobby or whatever, this is the thing that I, is like meditative to me. It's like cathartic to me. It's like my, some people like to love to go to the gym. They love to exercise. Like, and I'm not saying that you can't love to exercise and paint and golf while you're a writer. But my point is there's usually one or two things as a human that like feeds your soul truly from the inside out and authors, if you're doing it for the right reasons, for the creative reasons of creation, it's feeding your soul. And this is why you do it. You know, even if I find for me, when I, even when I don't have time to dive in an hours at a time into my book, even writing a blog post, writing my newsletter, any kind of writing in in your journal. Absolutely. It's telling a story or sharing For me, it's all about the end, the end. I want the end reader to get something out of it, whether it's entertainment or something else. Right. So when I know that I'm sharing my gift to write and my gift of whatever, be it a story, a story tell, or um, maybe some information if it's nonfiction or like motivation, inspiration, when I know I'm doing that, I do feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with it. I'm here. Like this is why I'm here. It feels good, not just for me, but I feel like I got my, you know, my info out, um, whatever that is. And yeah, it's cathartic. And I think that anybody who does this long term, um, it feels that way. I know there are people who jump in and out of different things, like, oh, let me try and write a book or let me try and do right. this. And you try things like I've tried sports, I've tried, you know, and I'm like, eh, not for me. That's not my personality. Nothing wrong with it. But like for uh, for writing. Once I've always written my whole life, but once I decided to take it myself seriously and really work on my craft and get true feedback and try to do the right thing and be able to write a novel, um, I felt like I I am doing what I've always meant was meant to do. You know, I'm doing the things that I've always been meant to do, which whether I'm a coach, whether I'm um, whatever my job is or whatever my um like educational training is, which I love. I'm a learner and I love school and I I will go to school for the rest of my life. If I could, my way of communicating that is through writing. So for me, I can be all of those things and that's great, but writing is the way that I satisfy those goals. I tell my story in nonfiction or fiction. And, um, but yeah, absolutely gets you through your darkest days. It got me through my darkest days. It got me through times of joy. Like it's it's just um, it's how authors cope with life. You know, we write. This is what we do. This is our gift.
0: So very and true. we work
1: on it. We work really hard. It's not like we we, you know, some people woke up oh, yeah. and, and were born and we're like, I'm awesome, I'm an awesome writer, I'm a Pulitzer Prize winner, you know, no. out, whatever. Like, I'm I'm writing these books, I'm getting all of these mean, um, am- or whatever your gift is that you woke up with, right? It's like a journey, your sports, you know, Olympian. We it, I didn't do that. I didn't wake up with that gift. I woke up with a desire to, I love language. I love communicating. I love helping. And I worked at it and I'll always work at it. And so that's, for me has been, you know, so challenging, but so rewarding.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all of that with us. I know that, you know, there are a lot of authors out there that, um, that find inspiration in the things that, that, You know you have to say and I mean I feel exactly the same way guys just don't ever stop you know trying and learning and don't look at like Christina said you know don't don't look at 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 a failure as a failure look at it as a learning experience and something to improve on next time so Mm -hmm. you know the whole you know aspect of becoming an author and and it, it's it's an entire journey and mm-hmm. uh, we'll stand on our last book looking at our first book and say wow how far have i come i mean sure you know and just embrace it for what it is and take joy from it so
1: thank you and you so are much. Not the author you will be a different author in five years than you are today and that's, that's awesome great this is just constant absolutely. it's growing 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 and yeah failure isn't isn't um, it doesn't always teach you like what to do better sometimes it teaches you what to let go that's okay right Everyone that's okay you mo- could do something else try something you know there's nothing wrong with it but the most important thing is to believe in yourself and if you care about something and something's right. important to you like writing do it do it, do it.
0: absolutely just everybody
1: do, it. do do more of what makes you happy <laughs> do do what feeds your soul just do it
0: I've- great advice um and and everyone make sure to check out christina's links in the description below uh, i will have her uh, amazon page so that you can check out the books that she has out now including among us which just released and what and keep an eye on what is coming soon uh her non-fiction uh book on how to be about happiness So, um, keep, uh, keep an eye on that for all things up to date. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on great upcoming content like this. And, uh, we'll see you soon. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy. And, uh, thank you again, Christina. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys. All right.
1: Bye.